This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I would like to read a text that we just received from our resident country music expert here. At my talk 1071, uh, Donna. Donna Valentine, the show that precedes ours, Donna and Steve. She texted the following oh regarding oh, no. our country sorry, Donna. our country music conversation. Ready? <clears throat> Rude. <laughs> well, I told you. I told Actually, you we are we are gonna get emails we from people who love music. We should do this with her though someday. Yes! We should get oh, her to yeah. come in and Holly do exactly what you just did, where you read through the narrative of a country song and see if she can tell us. What, oh my gosh, we're gonna do it. Yeah. This is our new bit, Donna. Yeah. Uh, we've just signed you up. You, yep, sh- you have no choice. You have you no choice. It. So just next time you're available. So tomorrow, just <laughs> stay in, in there. And we'll keep you. Let's do it at the forever. bottom of the first hour. That way, if she's close. We should try. Okay, Donna, this is called on-air producing. Donna, <laughs> we're speaking to you in your car. I hope you're driving safe. Don't text and drive. Tomorrow, will you please stay with us so that we can play that game with you? Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's not what we uh, convened here to talk about, though. But I'm no. glad we did get that out of the way. That was Me exciting too. for both of us. Uh, she said fine, by the way. Oh. I'm get, she's good with the one-word texts right now. I feel like that's a little terse. I love you, Donna. She's still having feelings. She she's is. Feeling, it's okay. You know, attacked. It's fine. Okay. So here's the question that we're encountering this hour on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay. What are the movies that you have rewatched since the beginning of quarantine? So since March, right? When we're we don't, we're not going to theaters, we're not going out a whole lot. I don't know about you, but I've been re-watching old movies that I loved. 651-641-1071. What movies have you re-watched? What are the movies that you're going back and watching again? I do have a list of the top 10. Oh, awesome. What's up? Can I just ask what's yeah. number one? Why don't, can you guess? The number one most re-watched movie? Can I, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, give me a hint. It is one of Holly's favorites. Oh, God. Um, Godfather? No. Mm-mm. Wait. She has like three favorites. Um, well, let's talk about her like she's not in La the Dolce room. Vita. No. Like it's got to be some obscure Italian. No, it's a popular one. available on Criterion Collection. It's a popular no? one. Um, she loves The Godfather. Wayne's World. No, Bill she loves Ted's Bill and Adventure. Ted's. And then there's a third one. Um, Jurassic hurt? Park? Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, you're either an eagle, which doesn't make any sense for movies, or you're trying to be a dinosaur. I was trying to be a dinosaur. Jurassic Park, 26% of people surveyed have said that they have rewatched Jurassic Park during oh, this I, time of quarantine. While we're waiting for calls, because mm-hmm. I see that calls are coming in, can I can I play a little bit of a game and ask you if certain movies are yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, one I'm thinking about, is Pee-wee's Big Adventure on there? No. 
<gasps> That's not in the top ten. Oh, that hurts because Halloween. I have actually heard several people say they've watched that movie recently. Yeah, I mean, but we anyway. did. We actually did it. Well, no, I suppose it was before quarantine. 651-641-1071. What are the movies you have watched? I will say the reason I wanted to bring this for conversation is because the top ten ones are good. And I think I've probably watched most of them. But it's by no means exhaustive because there are so many other movies that I know people yeah. will go back and revisit. So who who do we have on the line, Holly? We have Reba. Hello, Reba. Reba, what is a movie that you've gone back and rewatched? I've been rewatching literally anything and everything Disney. Oh, really? like all the old animated ones? Yes. Fantasia has been mm. like my top favorite lately from 1940. I love and that. Oh, God, that movie just always makes me so happy. I get so chill and mellow when I watch that. I used to actually watch that while I was nannying children. Oh. Because hey, the kids I gotta ask... sit there, it's like, ooh, it's colorful. Yeah. Ooh, what's going on? Now, I got to ask, are you watching it on Disney Plus, or do you like, are you one of those people that owns all the, the Disneys on DVD or VHS? Um, I actually own a lot of them on video cassette. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I love it. You have a VCR. I have over a hundred cassette tapes. Oh my gosh, be that's kind of awesome though. That's fun, right? They're they're fun. They take up a lot of space, unfortunately. Yeah, but I have them all displayed in my second bedroom, which is literally my Disney room. I love it. Oh my gosh, Reba, you oh are my, God, my kind of person. Have a Reba, great day. Thanks thank for you, calling, Reba. Uh, who else do we have on the line, Holly? We have Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Kelly, what movies have you been rewatching during COVID? Because this is the one celebrity I wish was around right now. Robin Williams, anything mm. and everything we can find. Uh, uh, so. I Catch Adams, Dead Poets, everything. Oh my gosh. I, you know what? Can I'm I, writing down Birdcage because I, I always I forget about that movie. I was just that was on that list. It's so not. Birdcage was not on that list. It's not. Which is shocking to me because I will tell you, having watched that, oh God, at least within the last five years, that movie really holds up it really as does. a good movie. It really does. I, I miss him so much right now. He would have so much to say. Exactly. And would be that's so entertaining. True. Thank you for your call. Um, Birdcage, I feel like that's also a good movie. Like, my kids would even find that oh, yeah. funny. Because totally... it's so... And Hank Azaria in that movie is a sleeper. He's, oh. His character is so funny. Totally. Well, and it was directed by Mike Nichols and written by Elaine May. Okay, I didn't know that. No wonder it holds up. Classic it's so comedy. Good. So good. Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Who else do we have on the line? Nobody. Okay, how, or Bradley, do you want to ask about some other movies that are on this um, list? Are any of the like obvious like Star Wars, like those no. kinds of movies? Mm-mm. No Steven Spielbergies? Like, how about uh, I go through the list? I'll go from okay. 10. Well, Jurassic Park is Steven Spielberg. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just meant um, some of the other ones that like the more... You know, Spielbergier. Spielbergy. <laughs> okay, so ten is Shrek. What? Nine is oh. Men in Black. I've never oh. even seen it. Oh, it's supposed to be really good. Eight is Ghostbusters. Seven is Shawshank Redemption. Never Six, seen it. What? I know you watch it all the time. I've never seen it. Oh my! I, I don't. <laughs> um. I don't know. 
I, I love these a moments. A whole listeners. decade, and I just learned this about you. I you can't... didn't know that? Really? No, I didn't know no. that. I would have like been very upset about it, and so I'm well, doing that now. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like I need to assign that to you. Um, okay. Number six, another movie you haven't seen. This one I've already gotten over, Forrest Gump. Uh, five, yeah. Back to the Future. Four, Home oh, Alone. Yes, yes, three, yes. Die Hard. Yes. Two, Indiana Jones. And yes. number one, again, Jurassic Park. Those I mean, that's some just, good movies. Yeah, those are good. They're kind of one note, one, or I shouldn't say one note wonders, but they're kind of obvious. I, I'd be curious if this list keeps going deeper or if it's just the top 10. I think that there's only, there, it, it, there's another list of the TV shows that people are mm. um, rewatching. We should do that sometime. Right. That would be good too. Right. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. When we okay. come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we got to talk about something nasty. <laughs> Yeah, lucky. Jeffrey Tubin after this on my oh, talk one oh seven one. Hey, how's it going? This is the Colleen oh, and Bradley know. show, my talk one oh seven one, streaming live at mytalk one oh seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. What up? And uh, you know, um, we have to, you know, just whip this out really quick and um, no. talk about Jeffrey Tubin. Yes, he got the shaft yesterday. Wow, he did. Yeah, no, it's... it's Wasn't uh, that part of what got him into this mess? It was this pretty stiff penalty, actually. <laughs> so if you don't know the New Yorker staff writer, Jeffrey Tubin, um, oh, God, this story... You know, it's easy to make jokes uh, at somebody's expense, but it's, it's not horrifying. hard. It's not it, hard. No, like I said, um, you know, it's... Well, he did it to himself. (laughs) Okay, that was good. Um, It was a self-inflicted experience is what you're saying, right? Any... Okay, get all your puns out. Okay, fine. Wow. Got any more? Do I have to be mature now for the rest of the segment? Yes. Okay, yes, fine. because I, mean, I do We're talking have about actual... the New Yorker. <laughs> it is the New Yorker, after all, and it's Jeffrey Tubin. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, staff writer Jeffrey Tubin did something very nasty, um, which led Condé Nast to let him go. Condé Nasty. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, the thing just writes itself. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Now, this all happened because there was this uh, an election God, simulation. Try, try to be mature. I know election simulation. E- election. Yes, simulation okay. that the New Yorker held over Zoom with top staffers. Unfortunately for Jeffrey Tubin, he um, chose that opportunity to also um, make it an erection stimulation. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it's actually horrifying, and here's where it you're going to stop okay. being funny. Okay, fine. Because there were people who were forced to view Jeffrey Tubin's uh, tumescent yeah. Schlangenheimer. Um, and so it wasn't, I mean, <laughs> I can't. No, it's terrible. It is terrible. It's horrible, and it's terrible. And can you imagine how embarrassing? Like, like I know the obvious, right? Like, you don't do it. Right. Like, yes. that's the answer. You just don't do that. But he did it. But you but he did it. Yeah. And you can imagine how embarrassed uh, he was and everybody else and horrified they were. He was then placed on leave after. And if you want the details, you can just go Google them. Like, it doesn't matter. The, the, the important thing is he was touching himself inappropriately or maybe appropriately at an inappropriate time and place. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that led him to be placed on leave uh, from CNN as well as the New Yorker, and because he had been an, an on-air contributor. Um, and he said at the time that it was an embarrassingly stupid mistake. He believed he was off camera. He apologized to his wife, family, friends, and coworkers. But that wasn't enough, right? Like obviously, there was going to be some consequences because. Well, because that's not usually a moment you have with your coworkers. No, I'm just saying. Usually, like, yeah, ever. it's not uh, unless yeah. you're unless you know your job is to do true. that. Um, yeah. But that that is not so. Like when yes. If you put yourself in the place of people who are on a Zoom call not expecting to see Jeffrey Tubin in that particular state, mm-hmm. um, y- that becomes a workplace issue. Oh, God. And it was I know, just a right? Because horrifying... you're putting yourself in that place. I know, exactly. And it's a horrifying, I was going to say, it's a horrifying reminder to all of us that these are moments that we, our lives are on camera and we have to be extra self aware because of the pandemic. I mean, We've all had the experience. Um, I mean, every day of our job, well, no Bradley, matter where we're broadcasting from, we're staring at each other. I know that this sounds like such a ridiculous thing to bring up, but like this actually happened the other day when we were doing Project Down and Dirty. You had your, you had luckily turned your camera off on your phone, but you were still connected to Zoom. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was still connected to Zoom, but I had muted my camera and audio and went into the bathroom, and because. I have the ability to do two things at once. I was going to the bathroom, scrolling, um, just standing there, scrolling through my Instagram. And when I first opened my phone, it was like Zoom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. But, <laughs> right? Oh. Like, I, like I said, everything was muted and turned off. But like, but that's still. where we all are. Yeah. So, the terror. So this, the te- no, sheer terror. Yeah. Like, like how many of those like... Um, sort of chemical draining moments I've had since March 16th of this year. And I'm sure many other people have where you're like, Oh God, Oh God, was that on what? Uh, Anyway, I, I wanted to talk about this, but I also wanted to just poke at something a little bit. Sorry, but seriously. So the story yesterday, and the reason we're talking about Jeffrey Tubin is that he, (laughs) he was told to beat it. Oh my gosh, stop! That's the headline from the Daily Mail or from the Daily Beast. <laughs> I just saw that headline. It's hilarious. But they um they said that after a two weeks long investigation into the incident, um, he was fired. And the announcement said, I'm writing to share with you that our investigation and this was Stan Duncan, who's the head of Conde or Conde Nast's uh Conde Nast's chief people officer. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm assuming like HR kind of stuff, right? I'm writing to share with you that our investigation regarding Jeffrey Tumit is complete, and as a result, he is no longer a We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Affiliated with our company. I just wanted to understand what the heck well, yeah, a like... two-week investigation was going to uncover. What did it uncover? Why did it need to take two weeks? Like, is there any question what needs to be done here? Well, I mean, also, I guess. did they, like, was there more that they, I mean, did, was there more to it than what we know, I guess? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure they bent over backwards to make it look like they, you know, left no stone unturned in this particular case. But, like, what stones, like, okay, maybe they looked to see if this had ever happened before, but... But I just was like, why did it? Why did you need two weeks to? I mean, he pulled out. He had a. Oh my the, gosh! Everybody saw it. It's a thing. Um, he goes on to say, "I want to assure everybody that we take workplace matters seriously. We're committed to blah blah blah." I mean, it's totally predictable in terms of what you would expect. And then Jeffrey Tubin, and oh, you just feel the shame. He says uh, he he actually tweeted. I was fired today by the New Yorker after 27 years as a staff writer. I will always love the magazine, will miss my colleagues, and look forward to reading their work. Which you just know that had to feel so awkward. I'm tweet. now looking at that tweet, and as the oh, I can imagine. Twitter algorithm goes, the first two tweets that you see in reply are from Rosie oh. O'Donnell and Kathy Griffin. Oh. oh, Rosie O'Donnell said, I hope you're in therapy, Jeff. Okay. Cool. Okay. Kathy Griffin said, your colleagues will not miss the guy who pulled his at a staff meeting. No one cares if you read their work. Okay. Whew. All right. Well, I'm sure he's reading your replies. It's really, it's just, it's really interesting though. Like I hear in the reason actually I clicked on the tweet is because what I also want to know is, has he tweeted in between when this happened mm. and uh now i don't there's like one not. there's like one tweet uh but it's not it's like it's not it's nothing of note yeah. but now i'm you know this is not the kind of thing that your career easily recovers from no although i will say i imagine he will have a career in some capacity but it can't be a front facing i mean it can't be a very public i hope it's facing not a front career. or back facing i don't care what direction <laughs> oh i mean you can't stop um uh, but i would imagine like obviously you're not going to be able to be a cnn contributor because every time you show up on camera people are like <laughs> mm -hmm. right like they just instantly see you touching yourself you can't like that's just never gonna happen at least not for a very long time right. Um, but I imagine he might continue to write somewhere and probably will be for himself. Um, but you know, he's obviously received an ample punishment. I would imagine losing your career of 27 yeah. years is, is punishment. That enough. would be a consequence. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. Uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is... Demon. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Do you have a message hey, you'd Holly. like to give to our friend Holly? 
Can you turn your mic off? Thank you. And uh, now, with no further ado, let's get to those celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them, and that name is... D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? The Kardashian family, the whole ding-dang Kardashian family. That's like a 757 experience. It's like I rented a 757, (laughs) and uh, I'm putting them all on that. They are frequent flyers. Um, because, okay, hey, Brad, question. What? Answer. What's going on outside in the world right now? Mm. Uh, coronavirus? Yep, that's correct. Lots of other um, things. What's going on with the numbers with coronavirus? Pew! Skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. Yeah, um, across the And not in an afternoon delight, like, sexy way. Like, in a no. scary, bad, bad, bad a, way. Everybody, let's take a deep breath and remind ourselves uh, what we're supposed to be doing. We have practiced for this, and now is the time to batten the hatches down once more. Keep your distance, wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, wash and your do that hands. to take care of the people around you. Well, I'm too- wash your hands. Yes. Wash your wash hands. Your hands. Everybody everybody Okay. You know, we never did a wear a mask song. Why didn't we do that? Well, we anyway. can. It's not like that's going away anytime soon. But here's why the Kardashians are my D-bags today. Because on Tuesday night, a fan asked Khloe Kardashian if the annual Kardashian Christmas blowout party is going to get canceled uh, this year due to blowout? the pandemic. You know, they always have that big uh, party. The one last year where yeah. Kim called in, uh, like, like ordered snow to be made in the backyard so they could go sledding. And all of us were like, Hey, we just have a lot of it for free right here. And that's where she and um, Paris Hilton went sledding in their evening gowns and became like super besties again, blah, blah, blah. Right. They always have this gigantic Christmas party and Chloe wants you to know, guess what? They're going to have the party. Of course they are. Like they are going to have everyone tested. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to, I mean, yeah, I like they just had a giant ass party in Fiji. Yeah. It wasn't Fiji. Where was it? It was in French was Polynesia. No, French Polynesia. At Marlon Brando's old yes. place. Yeah. Brando. This is her exact tweet. I Somebody said, I just realized the Kardashian-Jenner Christmas party is going to get canceled this year. And Chloe said, I pray not. I think it will have to be smaller, obviously, and I'm totally fine with that. But we're definitely celebrating Christmas. It will just have to be small and safe. Maybe do rapid testing before. We have to think of what is safest. Okay, question. Answer. For me, I have an answer to it. Not everybody has this answer. I do have this answer for my family. Am I celebrating Christmas with my extended family this year? No. No. Do I want to? Yes. yes. Is it safe? No. No. Um, am I bummed? One yes. thousand gajillion percent, percent. Percent. Am I happy because I know that this decision will keep my loved ones safe? Yeah. Because I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to be that. That is how we are handling things. Khloe Kardashian can't even live in a world where there is a possibility that they are not going to have their big blowout Christmas yeah. party. Yeah, they're, I mean, they've already shown that they're just going to do their own thing and they don't care what other people think. And then they'll, then she'll act like, you know, oh, 
That's what they do. It's the Kardashians, man. And Different meanwhile, rules. while they are having their big blowout party, <laughs> families around the United States of America will be missing the opportunity to be together in space with their loved ones because they are making a choice to keep people safe. Yeah. Well, they don't play by those rules. want everybody to sit with that. Hold that. Mm-hmm. Hold that together. Who's your D-bag, Brad? Um, mine is a twofer, and it's not only the subject of this tabloid story, it's the tabloid itself. Ooh. And the tabloid itself is Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. Bonnie Fuller. And the story is um, titled, How Miley Cyrus Feels About X... Oh, where did it go? There it is. How Miley Cyrus Feels About X Cody Simpson's PDA with Marlo Stevens on Lunch Date. What? Or Marlos. I don't know how to say her name. Marlos. Marlos. Okay, sorry. Anyway. I'm sorry. When you said Marlo, I was thinking about Marlo (laughs) Thomas, and I was like, bury the lead. That girl. That's a May to December Mm -hmm. relationship. Also, is she with us? Yes, she is, and she's married to Phil Donahue. Yes, remember that? Oh, of course Marlo Thomas is alive. Yes, she's free to be you and me. Anyway, that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Marlis or Marlowe's, Marlowe Stevens, Ms. Stevens, if you will. Um, apparently, Cody Simpson is, quote, getting to know her three months after, of course, he split from his uh, publicationship other half, Miley Cyrus. Remember, we used to call them Modi. Mm-hmm. Um, they dated, of course, from October until August. God, was it really that long? It was. It really was that it long. It really was that long. But there, we yeah. had a couple like dips in their publationship where well, they yeah, weren't they went super, away. yeah. Um, and I want you to know that sources close to um, Miley Cyrus told Hollywood Life exclusively that she has no interest in holding him back. Miley has moved on from their relationship, and she's really focused on her own life and has a very busy career and a full life. But that's not to say she doesn't wish him everything but the best and has nothing but love for Cody and always will, no matter what. The way they ended things on really good terms, there's absolutely no bad blood between them whatsoever. Okay, so where's the story then in this? There literally is no story, but she's happy that he's moving on. Also... What it says to me is they're using this publicationship to get him attention by connecting his old relationship to, to his, Miley Cyrus yeah. because she will drive headlines. And the relation or the story is just that this person who has clout and fame doesn't disapprove of the fact that he's moving on. I Which don't it's not care even, what she thinks no, about his new girlfriend. But I'm sure he said, Hey, hey, would you please drop a line over to Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller, or his people did, rather, and planted the story because they know that anytime you use the word Miley Cyrus as compared to just the words Cody Simpson, yeah. you're going to get more clickety-clacks. I have a question. And, I have an answer. Sorry. Um, what, like, he's a singer. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. He also is a poet, right, under what? King Napoleon Dynamite, or what was his? Oh, King Neptune. That's it. Wasn't Thank King you. King Neptune. Neptune. King Napoleon Dynamite. I, I mean, it started I was with close. an N. I was close. Uh-huh. Um, so those—that's like what his thing is, right? So you, one would think when he was in a publicationship with Miley Cyrus that that was to garner more attention for his artistic endeavors, which include, oh, of course, it was singing and being a poet. But yes, 
it seems like if he were to truly have leveraged that publicationship to the to its greatest power, he would have released an album or. But he did. He did, did release he? music okay. right after they got together. I think it was in the fall of last year. Oh yeah, because what I was gonna say is. You know, what's he doing other than now dating another woman? Yeah. Remember, didn't he write a song? Yeah, I think he like had a song come out or an album. It was probably both. But there was music that he released and it was like, oh, so passionate and lovey. And they're just doing it left, right and sideways or up, down and sideways. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he made the best of that. I don't know know. that he made the best of that publicationship. I think he he got a lot of attention for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, he not only does he act, but you'll remember he um, didn't he do a reality show? Where did I make that up? Well, he was on Dancing with the Stars for a hot moment. Yeah, that's right. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So he I mean, and that's what tipped us off to the fact that this was totally a publicationship. Because here you have two people, and by that I mean Modi, that is Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson. Mm-hmm. It was so apparent that that's what this was, because first of all, it was five minutes after she dumped... Um, Liam, well, Caitlin Carter. Caitlin Carter, which was five minutes after she dumped her Liam husband Hemsworth. of however many years, yep. Liam Hemsworth, right? And so it was all of a sudden like, oh, you here's the, here is the, the key and the tell, right? Like, were these two friends uh, previous to them hooking up? a la Shamila, Sean Mendes, and Camila Cabello. They had been friends for years. Well, Miley and Cody have been friends for years, so it seems so obvious that these two would then, you know, be, she needed some publicity to mm-hmm. sort of cleanse the palate of her previous relationships, and he needed some publicity to get, you know, his music career going again after, like, doing not much but swimming for UCLA or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and they were friends before. It's not like these two just like met, you know. But remember, they went to like a bath. No, what was it? They kissed in public in like a fast food At restaurant. At like a noodle or restaurant or like a poke bowl place or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Some kind of trendy after hours. They were like, you know, after a late night of partying, they made out in like a fast food restaurant and then everybody And then they posted like nasty photos and then she was in the hospital and he came to post yeah. like photos of and his And he played in the music hospital. at the side of her yeah. bed. Yeah. And I mean, it was like it such a romantic thereafter. story. It's so obvious. So obvious. Is that our fair t-shirt? Has it been? No, it but should be. Stick a pin in that. I mean, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Um, by the way, if you enjoy going deep in the shallow with us on the Colleen and Bradley show, remember there is a whole podcast now devoted to uh, our weird conspiracy theories. Uh, it's called Go Deep in the Shallow. The first episode is called People Magazine is a Big Fat Scam. So you can listen to that right now. A new episode will drop every single Wednesday. Uh, so you'll get another fresh one next week. Please, by the way, subscribe to it. Please yeah, leave a review already. so and that tell more, somebody about tell it. Tell everybody about it. Because Not just somebody. Thing, tell everybody. Here's the thing that I've been meaning to want to tell people um, who will listen. If you listen to us on the radio and you get it and you love it and you you know listen all day to my talk and blah blah blah, this is a wonderful podcast for like if if you are always talking about my talk to your friends and like what is that station you listen to, and maybe you haven't gotten them to quite listen to my talk yet. Listen to Go Deep in the Shallow, because it's like a 20, 30-minute podcast about the same stuff we talk about on the show. It's much more approachable, or I shouldn't say more approachable. It's another way that people can 
experience the kind of stuff we talk about on my talk and i guarantee they'll be hooked in a minute right you know so and then you'll have something to talk about so. and just think Share about it. like how we you know we will go a little bit deep in a segment but in the podcast we can go even deeper um because we just get to talk about that one topic uninterrupted until we're done and exhausted exactly. so uh find that podcast wherever you get your podcasts again it's called go deep in the shallow and also they just posted the video uh on the my talk 1071 social that. media and website of us on twin cities live yesterday so you can see how um our friend steve couldn't even say the he name got awkward it was very awkward. he got really awkward when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we need to check in on Megan Austin Green. What's her name? Megan Fox. Megan Austin Green. <laughs> Brian Austin Green. Um, because remember we talked about a headline that emerged yesterday about the two of them, that their non-existent relationship has gone from bad to worse. I, I thought... We skimmed over that during a Dirt Alert update, and I thought maybe we needed to spend a little time on it. So we're going to spend a little time on it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley okay. Show on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And Cheryl Crow is being rude again, mocking Why? us while we're in the midst of a snow oh. squall. I have, um, I can't see outside, so what's it like right now, Holly? Is it snowing? Yeah, it's snowing. Just some light snow. I think that the accumulation's only going to be about an inch, so it's not like anything we saw the other day. Is it going to be 80 this week? No. <laughs> no, honey. It's not. No, sorry. Sweetie, that's, oh. that's, say goodbye to that. That's it, gone. That's not happening probably I did May. see 47 somewhere in the forecast. Okay, There's I'll take that. I'll take 47. 43... Rain Saturday, and our good friends at KSTP 5 Eyewitness News say next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, partly cloudy and 50. Now, oh. that may that may change because that's almost a week from now. However. Okay, just let me have it for a moment. There oh, you man. go. Take Get it. your flip-flops and your jams out and get ready to soak up the sun, I'm Cheryl Crow. Off Thank my you. Barnacles on my feet. Yes, let those piggy toes out. Okay, so that's not what we came here to talk about, though. We Thanks came to for talk that about mental image, by the way, of Holly scraping her nasty feet. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all got to do what we got to do, mm -hmm. right? So yesterday, uh, much like we're going to skim past what just happened here, we skimmed past a headline um, oh. that I thought was like, I thought we need to actually dig deeper into this because uh, that's what we do on the Colleen and Bradley show. The headline was Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green's post split relationship has, quote, taken a turn for the worse. Dun, dun, dun. Well, we and we had the appropriate reaction to that, which was. Didn't it already take a turn for the world? Like, yeah, like, how does it get worse than the worse? They've already traded barbs publicly and gone after each other on social media publicly. What else could they be doing? So that's actually how this whole story begins with the story that we talked about when it happened, which was that Brian Austin Green had posted a picture for Halloween of himself dressed up as something. And his son, who he shares with one of his children, one of his three children that he shares with Megan Fox, was in sort of the background of the picture. That child's name is Journey. And um, 
Megan Fox saw that picture on the Instagram and decided that that was going to be the moment that she was going to use that platform to call him out on all of his B to the S. So she was like, why does Journey have to be in this picture? It's not hard to crop them out or choose photos they aren't in. I had a great Halloween with them yesterday, and they're not on my social media. I know you love your kids, but why do you have to use them to posture via Instagram? You're so intoxicated with feeding the pervasive narrative that I'm an absent mother and you're the perennial attorney perennial eternally a dedicated dad of the year you have them half the time congratulations you truly are a remarkable human blah 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 anyway rude right she just like rude went off on him well then he deleted the photo and he re-uploaded it to instagram uh, and he cropped their son out which i also thought was an interesting reaction how so well because he he had a couple choices he could have deleted it altogether. He could have deleted her comment. He could have just left it all there. But he chose to essentially do exactly what she was saying he should do. Yeah, I mean... Like, I thought, was the picture so important that he needed to repost it? Anyway, I just... No. I like to consider all the options. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently, a source told... That Megan, quote, reached her breaking point. She's had enough of Brian's games. She is incredibly frustrated that he's trying to make her look like a bad mom. Okay, we all all know that because we read the post. But apparently the same source or a source is saying that she is very unpredictable, meaning Megan Fox. No, Megan Kelly. No, Megan Fox. What? I always get Megan Fox and Megan Kelly confused because well, Megan. It's funny Kelly... because I actually posted a story about these two and posted to the story Megan Kelly, Did and our seriously? social media person Hannah was like, "Um, so I don't think the story is about Megan Kelly." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh, that's yeah, hilarious!" Turns out. It happens, um, but apparently, you know, the the source who it was a I don't know if it's the same source, but another source told Us Weekly that. Um, Megan can be unpredictable and inconsistent, which is one of the reasons why they separated. She can be, quote, very hot and cold, hard to keep track of and difficult to deal with. So that's what's going on on her end. She's unpredictable. But on his end, as far as Brian Austin Green is concerned, according to the source, <laughs> no, he is um, very becoming, quote, more sensitive to her relationship, Megan Kelly's Nope, Megan Fox's relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. See, that's why it gets confusing. Yeah, because it's Machine Gun Machine Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. and Megan Fox are in a relationship. So th- this whole idea that they're taking a turn for the worse, I don't know how it gets worse. Yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, unless they're like throwing knives at each other or punches, they're not. I mean, I think they verbally are. bad. I think yeah. they verbally are. All I'm, I'm saying, saying is... Unless it reaches a new height, oh, sure. it's not actually anything other than what we've already seen. I'm going to keep my eye on them. I will say that this, if if we want to consider the notion that um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox could be labeled a publationship, right? I mean, they're both getting attention for their relationship, less so than they are for what they're doing. Machine Gun Kelly just produced a video by Mod Sun. We just got a press release for it. So, like, obviously, 
you know, he's going to leverage this relationship a little bit because yeah, it's, I mean, it's I don't, being talked yeah, like, about. We can talk about it in the context of a publicationship. I mean, Brian Austin Green was using women after he broke up with Megan Fox to, you know, get raise his his publicity level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it all just, it, he strikes me that he's kind of on this level of like a Tory spelling in trying to like put some drama out there and like he pretends to be above the fray and like he's better than this but like he's playing the game i mean it quote it's so obvious it's so obvious it's so obvious what he's doing and you know that like she is doing the same thing because at first you you know people could react like oh she's just had enough of his crap and she's calling him out on social media do not use your children but i would say um pick up the phone Right. Text him and tell him he's a fool. You don't tell him he's a fool on social media unless you're trying to get attention because you know full well that you're a celebrity Mm -hmm. and everything you do is not going to go unseen. And so that means you are intentionally using your celebrity, your profile. And maybe it's because she really isn't vindictive. I mean, that's entirely possible. She's just being vindictive and wants, you know, to make him look like a D-bag. Um, but for anybody who's been sitting around for five minutes paying attention to what's going on, it's like, well, what are you? I mean, I don't know that you're necessarily no. putting yourself in the best light they're by both bringing in, your dirty laundry out into the open. They're both pretty guilty of it, right? Like, yeah. they're both pretty guilty like, of flaunting, uh, you know, their own their own storylines. I mean, get he back may be sleazier because there were boobs involved, um, but. That doesn't make it any different right. than what she's doing. Right. They're all playing the game, man. They are all playing the game. Um, so I want to set up this conversation that we're going to have in the next segment. So yesterday, Bradley, we had a conversation about the things that people are waiting to buy until Black Friday. And now I can't remember what the item was, but you were talking about, oh, it, oh, the, I was talking about my floor fan upstairs. Yes. And so, you said it was the, it was the best purchase you ever made. Exactly. I have this Vornado floor fan and it's one of those fans that sucks. Like we put it in our master bedroom because we have forced air and it's it's a converted addict and you don't care about any of this. Did I just say addict? Yes, you did. It's not a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um attic. <laughs> and um because the the airflow is not super hot up uh, here, um, it like needs some extra oomph, some suckage, mm-hmm. and so this Vornado fan sucks the air uh, and like shoves it across the room. So um, it just reminded me that that was like the best thing I ever bought because I feel like it's given us so much value. So that got us thinking: what is the best purchase you've ever made? What's the best? thing you've ever bought you've never for one moment regretted it and you maybe hold it over the head of your spouse that you made this wonderful purchase 651-641-1071 what is that item for you what was the best purchase you ever made 651-641-1071 and we'll take your calls after this on my talk 1071 have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.